Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley, and we've got a treat here tonight. We've had a we've had one Michigan State person. Now we're going to have a second Michigan State person to preview this game. We have Matt Sheehan from Locked On Spartans, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Matt has agreed to come over and give us a little preview for Illini Guys subscribers, uh, a little bit of a preview of what's going to go on with Michigan State. But Matt, why don't you tell people where they can find your podcast and where they can yeah. find you and follow you? Yeah, either YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast locked on Spartans, just as you said. But if you want to yell at me on the internet, uh, that's Sheehan underscore sports. I will be the one probably having these series of meltdowns on Saturday <laughs> afternoon as the Spartans take on the Illini. Um, and then maybe even early this basketball season. Who's to say? I don't really know what to expect other than just a lot of angst. So, um, yeah, that's where to find me. Just this, being a normal This is person. totally weird because as a long, long-time Illini fan, um, mm-hmm. we had our heyday in the eighties and the early nineties. Well, actually sure. in the eighties, because the Bruce Pearl and, and, uh, those guys took care of the Illini basketball program. But, um, so we had our heyday of being ranked for about a decade in both sports. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, the basketball team has been hot and cold, but the, but the football team has been cold except for maybe two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've finally got – if you would have told me at the start of the year that Illinois would have a shot at going 10-2 and two and Michigan State would be at the bottom of the conference, I would have laughed. Oh, like yeah, I would have been alarmed too. But now here we are. Now I just am alarmed, not hypothetically. <laughs> I just actually am. So here we are. No, I just um, you know, did a podcast with another – uh, Illinois personality as well. And, and I said, Hey, during the off season, we'd get the question all the time. Um, what game are you most worried about? And we thought, Hey, this would be a great season. Peach bowl champions, uh, tuck coming. It's a, it's all great. And I said, the Illinois game, keep your eye on that. That's going to be a trap game. It's going to be after an emotional Michigan state, Michigan game. Uh, look in champagne on this Saturday, there's going to be a team in the top 20 trying to hang on to any shot at Indianapolis or just a good season. Well, Mike, I, I I was I, I was correct. I do want to say 100%. I, I just got the teams completely mixed up uh, in the <laughs> oh, uh, complete opposite direction. Um, and I don't even know if this is considered a trap game anymore for Illinois. Uh, it's a steep spread that we're looking at here, but I imagine we will talk about it. Um, well, here on the show. Illinois sports fans have what we call Illini football fan PTSD. Sure. And it's be- because when when things happen to the Illini football program, it has typically been out of their control and not in their favor. Yeah. And, (laughs) and all of a sudden, as much as we find it hard to believe two less than two years ago, Brett Bielma was driving to Penn state to watch the Illini play getting interviewed by every media, you know, corporation. And if you would have said that in less than two years, He's going to have his team in position to make a run at the West Championship. No one in America would have believed that, period. No, no. Except for Brett Bielma. <laughs> and good for him. Yeah, I honestly would have thought that at least two meteor strikes happened on Big Ten yeah. West campuses and the other schools just got sanctioned beyond right. oblivion. Like that. That's honestly what I would have thought for this roadmap to happen, but nope. Uh, it's, it's just Brett Bielma doing Brett Bielma things. That, that's it. I mean, he's he's back in the Big Ten, and he's back with a vengeance. So, uh, yeah. good for you. it has been great rooting for you guys from afar. Like, look, I'll, I'll root for you guys the other 11 or soon to be 12 
maybe even 13 games this season. Let's get nuts. But like th- this, this Saturday can't do it, but man, like this, this is a nice little feel good story here going on in Illinois. And like, uh, with that said though, it's not like you guys are some, you know, plucky little team, like, Holy smokes, man. You guys are like actually good. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the, crazy. the interesting thing is, is, is Levy Smith um, for all of his faults. Cause he had a, a horrible tenure from a yeah. wins and loss standpoint. Mm-hmm. But he did have an eye for talent. He just didn't have the staff that could sure. develop it, you know. And and you're seeing that with with you know Kirby Joseph, who's playing for the the Detroit Lions and playing mm-hmm. relatively well um, for the Lions. Um, you know, he was a guy that nobody knew what he could do, and he makes all you know he he gets on the some All American teams. Lovey Smith, he was just buried and, and, you know, you put him at safety and under Bielma and under Ryan Walters, who is an unbelievable defensive coordinator and, and, totally. and coach. And all of a sudden this guy who didn't really see the field much, didn't contribute much to Illinois um, is, is a standout of phenomenal proportions. And we were thinking as a, as a fan base, how do you replace this guy? And then you end up having, you know, Devin Witherspoon, who's been as high as the 13th pick in some mock drafts, yeah. which that 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 seems exorbitant, but l- nonetheless. Hey, um, let's dream. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you have Quan Martin, you have Sidney Brown. So you've got three guys back there who now could be drafted. And you really have to look and say, um, you know, you've got a coach who believes in developing his players and they've gotten a staff that can actually do it. And and really, this is just a, a showing you that really since 1992, when John Makovic, you, you probably weren't born then, which is I, I don't. Uh, well, uh, it was my birth year. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, so yeah, I was before yeah before the season. I, okay, I was okay, here. that's perfect, right. perfect. So you were here, yeah. So when John <laughs> Makovic, I guess actually at the end of '91, when John Makovic left gotcha. and went to Texas, we haven't had a fully rounded football coach who could run a program yeah could coach could recruit you know do everything we have we had mm-hmm. a guy who might recruit we have a guy who might coach well but but not all of them and it took from 1991 when he walked out the door to when Brett Bielma came in to get a coach who could do that and it just goes to show you how critical it is um no doubt so one of the things I'm going to bring up, and I I'm, I can truly say I'm an impartial observer on this. Sure. Um, but it seems like for 95 years in Michigan Stadium, one tunnel was okay, or 94 and three-quarters years. Right. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> last year with the Ohio State game. Yeah. And then the Penn State game, and now the Michigan State game one tunnel is yeah. not big enough at all. So I have a theory on this. Please. It is universities that are state universities that can't handle this because it was Ohio State University, Penn State University, and Michigan State University. And they oh, all man. wear they all wore white jerseys. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah, I, yeah you, there's, there's ab, so, so here's the, the point that I had, you know, that I've had discussions with people is, is it's certainly in a, you know, it's, 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 it's not acceptable 
and mm-hmm. and and probably in some cases illegal to put hands on another human being if you're being verbally accosted. And so sure. there's no way you can justify the Michigan State behaviors of those individuals. I'm not trying to say the whole team, but those individuals you can't justify. But I think there's also it can also be true to say that the kind of chip that Jim Harbaugh is trying to put on this team's shoulder may be having some side effects that are potentially causing something because for the first 94 years of this, this esteemed stadium, there really weren't a lot of problems. You might've heard a couple stories on the Woody versus Bo thing about some jostling, but never anything big. Um, you're, you obviously are biased. You're a Michigan State guy. 100%, but what, yep. what are your thoughts on this? I could go on for hours, but quite frankly, I don't want to because I'm just so annoyed with the dialogue going back and forth because no one is going to listen to the other side. Everyone's going to pick their side. But just like you said off the top right there, I mean, is it ever okay to take your helmet and beat it on someone multiple times uh, just because they skipped into you? No. No, probably not. I have a hard time justifying that whatsoever. Uh, Call me weak, call me soft, but no, that that might cause a suspension, if not even a little more than that. But yeah, hmm, 95 years and all of a sudden this tunnel starts to become an issue. And it's a team that has been doing well over there in Ann Arbor and they are feeling themselves, no doubt about that, but also a little bit infallible, right? It's odd that they are never at any fault for anything that ever happens in the tunnel ever. Um, yeah, look, it's it's kind of bizarre to, after a game, just skip into a tunnel into the other team's players instead of just hang out on the field and celebrate with your team. It It is a little bizarre. And again, am I saying that, oh, he had it coming? No, but I can see how it came. I mean, it, it, yeah, like what did you think was going to happen? It seems like they do a lot of barking over there in Ann Arbor. And then also, well, when someone finally bites, okay, uh, oh boy, it does not go over well. And then you get the whole just awesome dialogue after that of just like, oh, MSU is a team of thugs. Uh, this uh, Tucker should be in jail. It's just, oh, just really, if you're not in the state of Michigan, you're missing out on some great, great dialogue. And then like, even I'll call people out my own fan base. They're saying like, oh, the suspensions are too much. Like, guys, come on, come on. Like, Look at the video. It, it's not good. Right. Um, but it's just, oh, so annoying. But it's just going to keep happening because this is one of the rivalries, too, that there is no respect in. Like, this isn't one of these nice, fun rivalries like, hey, let's all get together, have a cocktail party, look at all the history we have behind us. Oh, hey, house divided. I'll go yeah. to the game with you, bud. Like, n- there's deeply rooted hatred here, and it has only gotten worse since Jim Harbaugh is here. Is he the only reason that it's gotten to this level? No, of course not. I'm not that stupid. Like, there's a lot of factors that play into this, but oh, you can kind of connect some dots here that, uh, huh, uh, coach over there isn't necessarily taking any accountability to anything that ever happens any of the times. But, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it seems, it seems like, yeah, and it it does seem as, as though, um, Jim Harbaugh appears to, and this is just from the outside looking in because he doesn't care about anything that either of us would have to say. No, but it, it appears like he's decided that his team is going to be meaner and tougher than what he perceives Ohio State to be. Yeah. 
And, sure. and yeah. I, I'm really interested in seeing with Jim Knowles on board and the maturity of that um, Ohio State team. Will they be a different breed than what, what Michigan played last year? Yeah. And, and Ryan Day certainly has beaten the snot out of teams running up the to quite frankly running up the score on teams not showing oh, yeah. not showing a ton of class i got to be honest with you you know uh, when i when i see and he may be the best coach in the country he, mm-hmm. could, he could very well be i just think it's hard to prove it when your first job is ohio state in essence a little bit yeah when 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 urban meyer you know god bless his off field antics but but when when urban meyer was at, at bowling green where he proved his coaching chops he went to Utah and built something there. Yeah. He then went to Florida and won a couple national titles. He then went to Ohio State. When he got to Ohio State, it's easy to say he may be the best coach in the country or he may be there, you know, mm-hmm. one, two behind Saban. When Ryan Day gets there, he shows up and he's frustrated that he doesn't get respect. Well, part of it is you didn't do anything yet. Not that anybody says he's bad, mm-hmm. but I, I have to admit this, you know, running up the score at the end of the games, the, the old saying karma is a blank, but you have to be a blank before the word karma gets invoked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it, I, I think it is like a big year for Ryan day, which is crazy to say like Rose bowl champions. And like, that's right. been my cut. It's not a joke actually, but I've been saying it in a joking tone. Like I've never seen a team just more mundane celebrating a Rose bowl title in Pasadena. Like you would have thought they just took home like the cheese at bowl. Yeah. Or something like that. And that, when they're like just like celebrating as if like they're almost disappointed, they just want a, a Rose Bowl for crying out loud. That's why I started to figure like, oh, Ohio State's going to get the death machine rolling here pretty soon uh, next year. They are going to have no mercy on anyone. They're not going to care how high the score has to get to prove the point, And they're going to have it all clicking on all cylinders here and all building up to what's going on at the end of the year. And yeah, just like you said, I mean, is the chip on the shoulder a big thing for Michigan? Maybe. Yeah, it probably has to be, but also um, they have reason to be uh, confident in everything. But it's like, can, can you hold in that confidence within yourself so you're not getting pummeled in a tunnel by the other team at the end of the game? Are we are we getting a little too ahead of our skis here with that chip on our shoulder? But yeah, that 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 I, that is, I think it's interesting. I would like to see, you know, you would like you would hope that there's some analysis that's going to be introspective in this from the Michigan AD. I'm not certain based on, you know, the, the uh, head slapping ability and things like that. I'm not certain that, that that's going to be something the, that there's going to be a lot of inward taking a look at, but because there is a lot of Vic right now, Jim Harbaugh's, you know, you know, he played the victim against Penn state, you know, so it, it seems like that, but I will say the interesting thing about Ryan day was last year, the Buckeyes went 11 and two and yeah. it was like, I, it was like an apology to Buckeye nation for going right. 11 and two. <laughs> right. Well, I got it interested. Do you know how many times the fighting Illini football team has won 11 games? Oh, I, I, not to be disrespectful. It can't be a high number though. Uh, one, one, you one? got one more than it's happened. Hey, there we go. Okay. So that was nice <laughs> so, at least. All right. So, so <laughs> Illinois won 10 games like twice or three times. Yeah. I forgot, but but and, and so here, here's an apology for a year that would be literally the greatest year oh, in Illinois football. No kidding, so, right? Yeah. 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 And so the, uh, you know, so it, it is. I can see what Jim Harbaugh. I can see why there's a fear and 
and even as a school as great as what Michigan has done on the football field, you know, mm-hmm. Ohio State since 1951's had five losing seasons. So oh, if God. if you're going to knock them off their 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 throne, you got to be carrying a big punch. I just mm-hmm. wonder if the side effects are worth it or not. We'll see. Yeah. No, I I know, and uh, it's just like this. My it, it, mature or immature. One of my takeaways immediately after the tunnel fight is like I'm already annoyed. Like I, th- th- this dialogue is going to go on for not, not not just for the next few days, but for the next few weeks, and then of course like just being dragged out. I don't want to point fingers, but just like you said, uh, Jim Harbaugh played the victim after Penn State, and oh boy, does he really love to play this card pretty strongly here. I mean, MSU suspends four players. Next time he steps up to a microphone, he's like, no, an apology isn't enough. Like, Jim, we're in investigation right now with authorities. Like, this doesn't just happen in 12 minutes. Four guys are already suspended. There's more to be coming, too. Like, what more do you want? Like, if you just want us to cancel our football program forever, just oh, he give don't 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 tempt like, him. I was gonna say, like, I think that's what they want. It's like they just want Michigan State just gone forever. It's like I'm I'm sorry that all we've done is suspend our best player in Jacoby Winman, suspend seven more on top of that, like uh, cooperating with authorities in these investigations. Like, what more do you want, Karen? I'm sorry, we're trying our best over here to establish discipline and a culture here, which I think you know. Look, the incident horrible. The response from Michigan State as good as you could probably hope it to be. It's not like they're just using an excuse like, oh, we had a glitch over here on our end and just moving on with life. I mean, it's no, there's actually accountability going on. And for some reason, it's just not enough. Like how, how long does the victim card get to be played if you're Harbaugh? But what, no, no one plays it better than him. Uh, you know, All right. So let's, 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 next. we get, we, we, yeah. we had to go through that because you know, yeah. it's the big story now. So let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the game on, on Saturday, which there is a game, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. And, and we've nice. we've heard it's good, you know. To be honest with you, we've the weather looks like it could be. Um, uh, it, it looks like it could be a little nasty. Um, sure. uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that might limit the game somewhat. Um, but let's let's talk about this. The the Fighting Illini come into this with the number one defense in the country, which I I've never seen in my life, um, <laughs> and it's kind of cool. Okay, Um, I'm not certain it'll be that way by the end of the year, but it is still a cool thing to uh, have. They come in lowest points, lowest yards. Um, You know, they've they've had a a stellar season so far. How do they match up against this Michigan State offense that uh, defensive coordinator Ryan Walters said have the best wide receivers that the Illini will see this year? Fantastic question, because that might be our only shot here of uh, getting anything going against Illinois, because the the run game at Michigan State has there's been a lot to be desired Uh, of our Big Ten games. We have one Big Ten game where we average over three yards per carry and like some games didn't even get close to that number. I just look last weekend against Michigan. I think it was like one point eight yards or something like that. Ohio State. 0.4 0.4 yards. Uh, per, it, it just has not been good whatsoever. Um, and then, hey, you get the questions. Well, is it the running backs? Is it the offensive line? Is it the play calling? It's kind of a cocktail of everything. You know, it, it's not great. Right now, uh, to start the season, our third string running back is now almost like the split starter in Eli Collins. And he has shown good stuff. But is he the split starter now because, okay, he's actually done really well this year? or because the two transfers you got in Jalen Berger and Jarek Broussard have left a lot to be desired. Now, Jalen Berger, you know, he has 
some good moments, a little bit of power to him. But Jarek Broussard, which, look, the 2020 Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, if you want any indication that maybe the COVID year was really fluky in college sports, look to him winning that award as like exhibit A. I don't want to be mean (laughs) about it, but let me just say the meanest thing I possibly can about it because, oh, boy, he he doesn't play anymore. Like he's just not – he can't put himself on the field. So that's where we're at with the run game. Um, we we can't do it. We just we just don't. We can't. Uh, but yeah. So that leads us to really the the bright spot on the whole team. It, the wide receivers, just like Ryan Walter said. I mean, Jaden Reed's awesome. Keon Coleman's is, is amazing. Old friend uh, Daniel Barker, good red zone target. Yeah. In theory, though, but here's the thing: all this is in theory because not really getting the ball to these playmakers as much as you would like. Keon Coleman had a great first half against Michigan last week. He almost, I think, right. did eclipse 100 yards in the first half, but double team in the second half, could never find him. And, yeah, so it, it's one of those classic examples of, hey, way easier said than done just to get the ball to your, you know, Sunday players is, is what I like to call him because, ah, boy, there's just been a lot on Peyton Thorne's plate as well, and I can – soliloquy about him if you'd like me to right now but oh what a what a season for him how's the offensive line doing this year well uh, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> no 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 uh look pass protection like it can be okay at times like it, they have glimpses of greatness but like it's just the run game can't get a push and like you, you can just go back to last week to find two shining examples of how tough it is first half fourth and one ball near midfield uh, and you go from the pistol because why not? Um, and that was stuffed. That was never going to work. And then a more important fourth and one at Michigan's five yard line, when the game was still in reach, they could have run that play a hundred times. That was going to be a loss of yards all 100 times. So uh, right. yeah, it's like the, the push in the front game isn't there. The offensive line, look, they're not the, the worst I've ever seen in college football history, but, it, it, it ain't cutting it up here, man. It, it, it's it's not it's not good. And okay. unfortunately, there's like a lot of like older experienced players too. And it's like, oh great, this is our ceiling too. This is as good as it gets. It's not like we could be like, oh hey, young guys getting right. in there, blossoming soon. Like, oh no, this this is unfortunately it for us. And um, this is what we have. Well, you know, the the interesting thing is 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 you know they've got a couple good receivers, and of course Nebraska had you know has Trey Palmer who's Mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the, the leading receivers in the Big Ten. And Illinois was able to bracket him and sure. ha- held him to one reception for one yard uh, on seven targets. And so it might be a little harder to do that when you got two really good receivers on each side. That's our hope, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and, and, of course, the defensive line has been extremely good uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, Johnny Newton, you know, um, in particular, along with Gabe Yakis, um, have been just phenomenal. And, and Gabe Yakis, if you get a chance when you're watching the game, watch for him, number 17. Um, gotcha. He is a freshman who looks like, as a freshman, he looks like a senior Whitney Merciless. Um, walks Not the bad. same, walks the same way. Um, and, and, you know, you, you get a guy who was, I don't know how he was a three-star, to be honest with you. Um, Tennessee obviously looked at him. Uh, Illinois won the recruiting battle. Um, two-time state heavyweight champion in high school. So you see this kid, and he's just – he's got more athletic ability in his pinky than I had in my entire body. <laughs> and and then he's very disciplined, 
and as a as a freshman learning the game, he's got guys on on the field who can help him and let him know what's going on. And then he's obviously got a very good staff in yep. terms of supporting him, uh, helping develop him as he goes. So that matchup will be a, a one that that we're watching as Illini fans. We're hoping to see a, a game similar to what happened with Iowa or Minnesota, where you can keep them, you know, in the in the in the low teens as a as a ceiling, and win this game. Um, looking at the uh, looking on the other way, when um, the Illini offense is out on the field, Chase Brown leading the country in um, uh, rushing yards. Although the Michigan fans will say, well, he's got, he doesn't have as many yards per carry as our guy. And you're like, look, great. Cool. (laughs) They still do rushing, rushing leaders by how many yards you have. Sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, so, so we've got, um, you know, got, we've got the offense built around that, but I think the differentiator is that Tommy DeVito has been much more accurate than what we anticipated. Um, and really what, what we have here, and it took me a while to figure this out, but what this, this, this is a college version of the 1990 New York Giants. Because basically you've got a, a quarterback who might have, you know, two or three incompletions. Mm-hmm. Very accurate. Not necessarily trying to kill the ball, but but keeping drives alive. You know, 20, 22 completions for let's say two hundred yards. Sure. Um, you've got Chase Brown with one hundred and fifty. Uh, Illinois's fresh or sophomore running back Josh McCray is just now coming back from a knee injury that he suffered uh, earlier in the season, so he's the thunder of Brett Bielma's preferred thunder and lightning. Two hundred and forty pound guy who. He doesn't have a lot of wiggle, but he's got a lot of run over. Um, sure. And they've got an offensive line that has that was thought to be solid that has played beyond that. And to be honest, what really happened is early in the season, they were getting erratic play from guard center guard. And they've found a way to, to clean that up. And the the team has played better. And they've also had a couple guys step up at wide receiver. They're not they're not all-star wide receivers. But but a couple guys, Pat Bryant and Brian Hightower, have have played better than anticipated, which allows Isaiah Williams to to play well because we knew he was going to be good. How yeah. does this Illini offense match up with the Michigan State defense? I'll tell you what, when uh, your three-time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year is suspended uh, for the foreseeable future. The Illinois offense matches up pretty well against Michigan State's defense. It, it doesn't. We, hurt we like hearing um, that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, and look, I, Michigan State's strength on defense is stopping the run. Um, a little hard to say that after um, Blake Corum had a good game last weekend, but who isn't he having a good game against? Right. That guy's a very tough runner, no doubt about that. But with this said, and I swear I'm not pandering to the Illini audience right now. I think I think Chase Brown is the best running back in the conference. Now that might not seem like a hot take to Illinois fans, obviously, but you catch me saying that in Michigan, and oh, I might be the one getting a helmet swung at uh, if I say <laughs> that aloud around the wrong people. But yeah, I, I think the world of Chase Brown, he's going to be a tough guy to bring down. But just like I said, like that's Michigan State's strength. But is it going to be strong enough to stop this and Illinois' offensive line? I, 
maybe you do have Jacob Slade back. He was injured for a good chunk of the year, but is he 100%? Maybe not. You are going to be missing Zion Young, who I thought played great against Michigan last week. And then, uh oh, he's suspended. He's one of the other guys suspended too. Um, Brandon Wright is a defensive end that's suspended. You have um, oh, the other name that I'm blanking right now. But yeah, it's uh, the depth has taken a hit. And I think that really eliminates any shot Michigan State has at stopping the run because the, the depth really has just taken a hit in the defensive line here. And especially when you add that Jacob Slade isn't even 100% to begin with. And then I. Well, I know it's going to be a nasty Big Ten weather game. Who knows how much of an air raid there will be? And it's not like, you know, DeVito is putting up 2019 Joe Burrow numbers. But our, right. unfortunately, unfortunately, our secondary likes giving up those kind of numbers uh, to any quarterback that walks in. Tanner Morgan almost got drafted the day he <laughs> played in Spartan Stadium, carving up our Spartans. And this is a pattern that's been going on since last year where guys are just having career days against Michigan State. but. One thing that does help, this happened two weeks ago, Xavier Henderson is back. He's a safety on this team. He's the captain. He's like the 17th-year senior that all these guys rely on, and he's the calming force there. Is it a perfect Band-Aid? Is it a perfect fix? Like, no, of course not. Like, we are so far gone beyond just hoping that we can get this solved. We're just trying to mitigate any damage now. And damage was mitigated last week against Michigan. Yes, they gave up yards all throughout the year. J.J. McCarthy got a little nice runs. But one thing I do like about Michigan State's defense in this matchup is they do get red zone stops at a pretty decent clip, whereas Illinois offense, I understand, maybe sort of kind of struggles in the yes. red zone. So yes, that's, yes that's they one. do. When I wake up on Saturday morning, because I, I, I they, look, MSU could be playing the Kansas City Chiefs, I will wake up Saturday morning with one glimmer of hope. And that might be my glimmer of hope on Saturday morning is like, ah, let, let's see if our, uh, our defense – with you know our best player yeah. gone can't get some red zone stops here that so that is where i see uh maybe a shining light maybe maybe yeah now just just so you know right now it's still you know people will know we're, we're doing this on wednesday night um a high is predicted of 61 it looks like most of the rain showers will be in the morning so that oh, is good okay um, but the wind is going to be southwest at 25 to 35 miles. And I'm telling you what, in Memorial Stadium, you don't know what direction that thing is going to swirl. So um, there are some games that literally, you know, depending on if it, it, how it's going, that a quarterback can literally just open their hand and the ball can fly 40 yards. Or you can be throwing the ball into a wind like a special effect in Hollywood. So it, it will – yeah, so so maybe that'll help counter the whole wide receiver thing. So it might. I'm shaking. I'm I'm going through a crisis right now because I'm thinking of special teams now. And hey, our punter's great. Whatever. That, that yeah, I, I know him. your punter's great, but I I, I, could awesome. not, I could not believe how many field goals the Spartans have attempted this year. That's why I was going through a crisis right now because this isn't going to help our kicking issues right now because um it, it's it's a low number of field goals that we've made this year. It, no, you've it's kicked four. Number. You've, oh, yeah. tried, oh, no, you've attempted oh, four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've trotted the team out four times. Um, <laughs> it's been the same result all four times, too, and it's not a good one. Um, and, hey, you know what? Just for good measure, too, two missed extra points as well this season as well. So when I hear 25-mile-an-hour wins, I'm thinking, oh, this is, that's going to be great for a kicking team that can't even kick a 19-yarder after a touchdown right at the uprights. That's perfect. That's, that's yeah. great. Oh God! I cannot wait for Saturday. Oh. Well, yeah, you, you know, like I said, th that that they do 
it is a tough, um, it, it is a very tough stadium as, as somebody who's older, who's, who's had the, the, I, I've been watching games there off and on, you know, since the <laughs> late seventies and it, it, it is, it can be brutal. Um, yeah, it's perfect. not quite as bad as it used to be because they've got it a little bit more enclosed, but for the most part, that could be a tough stadium. Um, so now what are, what are your predictions for, for what's going to happen this week? If you got to go on the record, I don't know if, I don't know if locked on Spartans, if you guys do that or not, but in Illini guys, we try, we do that so we can be wrong. Yeah, no, uh, my prediction is pain, despair, and me making a fool uh, in front of my young child and, you know, <laughs> his mom, my wife, having to tell him, like, no, daddy's okay. Like, everything's fine. <laughs> like, no, it's no, it's not. I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's my it's prediction. it's not fine. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It, yeah, I'm done lying to people. I'm done um, putting on this facade. It, it's not fine. Uh, I'm spiraling because <laughs> – we got to win three of the next four games to qualify for the uh, quick lane bowl here in Detroit. And uh, I don't think it's going to be the last game in happy Valley, but man. Uh, <laughs> so with that said, um, Spartans by 80. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Illinois 28 MSU 13. They score two touchdowns, missed an extra point. That's yeah. That's okay. Do this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking that Brett Bielma is going to do a repeat of Nebraska. And, you know, 26 to six, maybe, yeah. you know, but yeah. six being a touchdown with a missed extra point. You can count on it. You can count on it. Oh, man. Oh, Mike, what a season this has been. I, the rest of college football has been very fun, though, including you right. guys. You know, it's been a great team to watch. And here's what else kills me about this. Guy. Sorry, now I'm just spiraling and rambling. But that's like, fine. It's, instead of watching you know, Georgia, Tennessee, like every other great cultural fan, like I, I'm, I'm spending Saturday doing this again, like just being, <laughs> be, being upset watching Michigan State. Uh, so that's that's another prediction: being upset at my decisions of what I watch on Saturday. So I, I, I got to be honest with you, as an Illini fan, we do have that Illini PTSD, and mm-hmm. I am extremely worried about a team that was ranked fifteenth. Mm-hmm. circling the wagons and having yeah. that one emotional moment because in basketball, yeah, the game after a big star gets hurt, mm-hmm. that next game, you'll see those teams do well. And then they win a game. And then the media yeah. is like, well, maybe they can win without so-and-so. And then reality yeah. hits and they lose by 40. The Patrick Ewing theory. That's right. Yeah, of yeah. course. And so, yeah. and so, I, if I'm if I'm Brett Bielma, I'm telling every story about some team that's yeah. winning without their 100%. star player. I'm telling that story. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't care who it is. And in fact, see, I'm I'm not the best example, but I might even make up a few. You know, just to just to do. You yeah. Know, remember, you remember the time Tom Brady got hurt right before the Super Bowl and Elvis. Yeah, Presley's right. ghost or, or Brian Hoyer got in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, there we are. Yeah, no there we are. Fact check you. Yeah, yeah. And they do conditioning right after, so like they don't even have time to keep it in their memory to like go fact check it on their phone after the speech. Yeah. Like I, I like that. Start a four-hour practice after you tell those stories. And yeah, exactly. And tell tell the story, and then and then go for it because that that's yeah. what I do. Ultimately, this team was ranked 15, it, mm-hmm. it, it, and they do have the, the talent. There there is no doubt. Um, yeah. I look at them this year, and, I, and you're not going to like this analogy, but I look at them as pulling what I call pulling in Nebraska, where your team is the opposite of synergy, where mm-hmm. the sum of their parts is actually significantly less 
than yeah. what it should be. That's that's what I call Nebraska football under Scott Frost. Unfortunately, and, yeah. <laughs> and, th- and this year, uh, the Spartans haven't had that problem. But this year, yeah, it, it hit this year. I, I, I can't tell good. you why. No, it, I, oh, God, a, a smattering of issues. Oh, boy. If we can go for another three and a half hours, uh, I'd love <laughs> to go through all of it. But no, I don't want to bore all the Illinois fans about uh, – how we've gotten here so. yeah <laughs> yeah well we we do matt we do uh, appreciate your time um oh, and yeah. folks and folks of course you know you can go to alignaguys.com subscribe there you get all the inside information we have the number one uh guys covering the behind the scenes in terms of brad sturdy and kedrick prince and of course the beautiful thing is is when you're wanting to hear what's going on around the league what's going on with the Spartans. You go to Locked on Spartans. Anywhere that you have your uh, podcast distributor, they ha- they're, they're on every one. You can get yeah. locked on everywhere. So I would highly – look, I had to hear um, the their explanation of what happened in the tunnel. And sure. um, I will tell you that you go back and listen to that episode. Uh, very entertaining. You get all the facts. <laughs> It's also fun. There's some moments you get a laugh, and there's a couple moments you'll get a Kleenex out. You might even have a little tear dab to, to talk about. We do so, it all. You know, we do it all. That's right. <laughs> the, it's the full gamut of man emotions. And um, we, we laughed a half we hour. Cried, and then we cried again, and we cried some more, and then we cried even more on top of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. It's been awesome. So, no, it, it's fun. And um, sometimes you'll get the people tuning in. It's like, this is not a professional podcast. Like, no, it's not. I'm an idiot fan with a microphone that just happens to have guests on sometimes that know what they're talking about. And sometimes, hey, even I uh, act like I know what I'm talking about, too. So, yeah, it's, it's we have fun on our podcast. It's a good time. We go through all the emotions. This isn't your press box down the middle sort of thing. Oh, oh no, we spiral, baby. And we yeah. spiral with the best of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, folks, yeah. you know you know where to find Matt at Locked on Spartans. And he is a good follow on Twitter, so make sure you look for yeah. him. What's your, hand, yeah. what's your handle on Twitter again? Uh, Sheehan underscore sports, so you can come follow me and then unfollow me in roughly two weeks when it really gets off the hinges after a loss to Rutgers. Um, well, that's, that's what we're Yeah, yeah if, if the basketball team has a rough year, it might be something that we just have to – exhibition the other night they they're down five at halftime to grand valley state and i i just i just felt a numbness wash over me i'm like you know what maybe it's just maybe we just walk away from this forever and but then they won by like 20 or 30 or whatever it was all fine but oh with the start the schedule msu has oh we oh it's defcon one over here for they, they could be i mean i'll be honest yeah. with you that is that may oh, be the toughest first four or five games i've ever seen Izzo tried to schedule the Golden State Warriors, and they must have been unavailable or something. Like, I, hey, you know, I, I love Izzo. I love him like a family member. But, like, uh, maybe pump the brakes just a little bit on the schedule this year. Just a, just a little bit. Like, I know this is your whole MO, anywhere, anyone, anytime, whatever. But, like, this year we have to do this? Yeah. This extreme? But, oh, whatever. Yeah, and, and for Illinois fans, um, you know, northern Arizona, that, that's not the most intimidating, and that's not really what Matt's talking about. But then it's yeah. Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova. Although thankfully Cam Whitmore is that broke that thumb, so that's a little bit of help. And yeah. then Alabama, and then either UConn or Oregon. So that maybe that, maybe North Carolina if, if things shake out in the PK eighty five like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 
it's great. So yeah, this could be, but but I will say, in fairness to Coach Izzo, he has a lot of years that he starts off rockily, and then you see him in the tournament causing all sorts of problems. Oh, oh, they will go to the Elite Eight now that I've doubted this team and said that this was a bad idea because this happens every year, and I'll never learn. I'll never learn to stop doubting our Hall of Fame basketball coach because because it's a sickness that we have, and <laughs> here we are. And he'll prove me wrong, and I'll be happy that he proved me wrong. So I, I know, I know how the story unfolds. Who am I kidding? Yeah, Done well, we'll. Long enough. Well, 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 I really hope you have the story correct on the Illini Michigan State game this Saturday. Um, I yeah. like your version uh, much better than your predictions on basketball here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the podcast here. And we really appreciate fun. it. You All got right. it. No, this is great, Mike. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And of course, if you want to subscribe to IlliniGuys.com, go to IlliniGuys.com. You got seven free days to kick the tires. Then you get charged $99 for the year. It is the best $99 an Illini fan can spend. So please go ahead, give us an opportunity. I think you'll really enjoy it. And we also have other podcasts. Sturdy for 30 is coming out, and that's Brad's award-winning podcast that really kind of started uh, everything off. Uh, And that's been an anchor of the Illini guys since day one. We also have Ked's Recruiting Roundup, uh, where Ked talks to the different recruits, their coaches, and um, the parents, so you can kind of see what it's like to go through the recruiting. Uh, If you do actually have a son or daughter who's getting recruited to a P5 school, um, just listening to a smattering of those would be really good to help you kind of understand the lay of the land. Uh, Additionally and finally, we have the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's our two-hour sports talk show that is nothing but Illini. It is on 20-plus stations and 30-plus signals in the state of Illinois. It's on either Fridays or Saturdays. All you have to do is go to IlliniGuys.com, click on the radio button, and then when you do so, uh, you can take a look for the cities that these uh, stations are at and what day and what time they're on, and you can tune us in. All we ask that you do is please go ahead and make sure that you call up the station and thank them for having us on the air. Give them that feedback. That would be greatly appreciated. With that, I'm Illini guy Mike Kegley, and go Illini!